0: Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word.
1: Maybe as you're here, you're busy serving God. Maybe you're struggling to have your own needs met. And so I saw a thread through here as I looked at it and it just shows that God had given these Levites and these priests a very specific role. I want you guys to be, your concern is that to do this job here. God makes sure that their needs are met. And so in the law, in the rules, in the instructions, multiple times, God is gonna say, hey, make sure that after this offering goes for it, this guy gets this portion. This guy gets that.
0: There is a common theme throughout the Bible that you can never outgive God. You can always trust that as you serve Him, your needs will always be met. Today, Pastor Bill will be encouraging you to have faith that God will meet your needs while you sacrificially serve Him. The Levitical priesthood was always busy serving the Lord in the temple, and God made provision for them to be taken care of. Don't allow the enemy to tempt you to focus on worldly possessions over serving God. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of Leviticus chapter 7 for today's edition of A Transforming Word.
1: First one of Leviticus chapter 7, it says, likewise, this is the law of the trespass offering. It is most holy. And so we've looked at this previous, God has given instruction when there's a trespass, you're to bring this offering. You're to split it up in this way. You're not to eat the, there's the fat that goes to the Lord, the fatty lobe, the fatty liver and all those things. We'll talk about that a little later, but God is just reiterating to them the instructions. And so one thing I thought about is, you know, why is God reiterating this? Why does it seem like he's rehashing it over and over again? And whenever God repeats himself, we should listen up. You know, God doesn't repeat himself for nothing. So for any parent here, if there are things that you find you have to say over and over again to your kid, it's a couple things. One, it may be that you're, you're, you're discerning that they're not getting it yet. So you're, you're continuing to say the same thing. You're, you're wanting to say the same thing in a new way to try to make them get it, but you're not wasting your word. You're saying it for a reason, something that they need. And so when God says something once, it's the word of God. But if God's rehashing something, he keeps bringing it up. It's because he wants to make sure that we get it. So again, God said that the, 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 in order for us to have a right relationship with him, sin had to be dealt with. Um, we're not Old Testament believers, but as we look at what they had to go through just to have fellowship, it what it should do in the heart of every Christian is should bring a great and a deep appreciation for the cross and what Jesus did for us. It should be it should be something that we just have to marinate in every once in a while. And just soak in and remember, look at what Christ has made available to us. And so he rehashes um, verses three through five. He's telling them how to do the offering, that they're not to eat the fat that that covers it. And they're to cut the flanks off and remove the kidneys. And and then they're going to be burnt up as a trespass offering to the Lord. Verse six and seven says, every male among the priest may eat it. It shall be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. The trespass offering is like the sin offering. There is one law for them both. The priest who makes atonement with it shall have it. And so. There's a thread I saw through this chapter, and I wanted to point it out. Maybe as you're here, you're busy serving God. Maybe you're struggling to have your own needs met. And so I saw a thread through here as I looked at it, and it just shows that God had given these Levites and these priests a very specific role. I want you guys to be, your concern is that to do this job here. God makes sure that their needs are met. And so in the law, in the rules, in the instructions, multiple times, God is going to say, hey, make sure that after this offering goes forth, this guy gets this portion. This guy gets that. And so there's a portion allotted for the priest. That's the offer. He's doing the sacrifice. And then there's whatever's left over. There's a portion that's allotted to the other guys. And so I'll come back to that and talk more about that later on. But I hope it's a hope it it would be a reminder to you and to me that as we are faithfully serving God and doing what God's called us to do, that God is looking out for us. Um, God is looking out for you. God knows what your needs are. He's going to meet your needs. He He sees them. And so these guys, Levites, they weren't out there working regular jobs. They weren't out there. Uh, they didn't have the flexibility and the leniency to just do whatever. God said, I'm giving you guys something very specific to do. As you do that, I'm going to make sure through some other means that you guys are taken care of. And so God, again, verses uh, six and seven, it shall be... Um, Every male among the priests may eat it. It shall be eaten in the holy place. It is most holy. And he said the trespass offering is just like the sin offering for them both. The priest who makes atonement with it shall have it. And so I guess we should just be reminded of that. So if you're serving, you've given your life to the Lord in some way, you're you're working and maybe it's challenging at times. uh, Just know that God takes care of his kids, that uh, there's anything happening in our life that your, your father, your heavenly father is not aware of. Uh, It's not that he doesn't care. And, um, you know, I I was speaking with uh, a friend earlier and uh, he ran me through this little list of things. You know, he he was sharing with me about a time in his life where uh, there were all these things that weren't working out. Um, Him and his wife were, he says, his wife says they were homeless. He says they were displaced. The kids were in different homes and everything else. And so he was like, uh, and he had this little list of scriptures. He's like, I'm telling God, like, God, like, do you care? You know, like, look at what I'm going through. And God said, hey, my thoughts for you are more than the sands of the sea. And he's like, but God, this is, this isn't, this. look what's happening to me. I mean, what's your plan? This is your plan for us to be displaced. And he said, like, God, you know, tell me, hey, my plans are good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. And, you know, the woman that put them out of their place, that woman was wicked and she was mean and she was vile. And, he's, and God said, hey, all things are working together for the good. I had to get you out of there. To, and he just walked through and he's like, at each corner, if I would look to the word, there there. was something there. To redirect my 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 energies, my emotions, my feelings, or whatever. So, just a reminder, you might hear that may be going through a difficult time. That God knows, He cares, He looks out for us. And so, uh, moving on, look at verses nine and ten. I'm sorry, verses eight through ten. It says, "And the priest who offers anyone's burnt offering, that priest shall have for himself." the skin of the burnt offering, which he has offered. So the priests were allowed to keep the skins of the animals. So uh, maybe they use that to make, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they have some cool, you know, uh, jackets or, you know, something for clothing or whatever. I don't I don't know how the priests were rolling, uh, but they were able to keep the skins of the animals. And that was allotted, that was left for them. Verse nine and 10. Also every grain offering that is baked in the oven and all that is prepared in the covered pan or in a pan shall be the priest who offers it every grain offering whether mixed or with oil or dry shall belong to all the sons of Aaron to one as much as the other and so again here in verse 9 and 10 God is saying hey after the grain offering is lifted up the officiating priest uh, there's a portion of it for him and then all the other priests he said every make sure everybody gets some uh, that it'll, it'll be spread out between everybody else fair and once again um, God is taking care of all his servants. God's taking care of the priest, but he says, hey, all the rest of the guys that are here serving, um, that are in this position, God says, make sure that once this is offered up to the Lord, spread it out. Make sure everybody is taken care of. And so, again, I, I couldn't miss that as I'm reading through this, that God is saying, hey, I've I'm, I'm, I'm given the people instruction to deal with their sin. I've given the Levites instructions on how to perform the sacrifices. Well, now, what I'm weaving through here in the lesson is that, hey, I'm, I'm also making sure that these guys are taken care of as they do what I've called them to do, that their needs are going to be met. Uh, they're not going to be hungry. Um, they're going to have what they need here. And verses 11 through 21, I'm going to just tell you what it says first, then we'll read through it. It talks about the law of the peace offering. And I just want to state this first, that the way it worked out was there was the sin offering, the trespass offering. And as our sins and our trespasses were dealt with, we, we got over to the place where we could deal with the, the peace offerings. And these have to do with our fellowship and our communion with the Lord. And so it works out the same way in the life of the believer that when sin is out of the way, um, we can enjoy sweet communion and sweet fellowship with the Lord. And so that's why God is so intent for them to let's deal with sin. I want to fellowship with you. I want to I want to have sweet times with you. Um, Anybody here knows what it is to have just sweet times with the Lord where you're right with him, there's no sin in between, and you're just enjoying his presence, maybe in worship, maybe because God is speaking to you through his word, but there's just sweet times with the Lord. God says, if we get the sin out of the way, we can have some sweet times, and I, I look forward to sweet communion and sweet fellowship with you. Uh, over in Acts chapter 3 verse 19, as Peter is preaching to a group of people, he tells them this in Acts three nineteen, he says, repent, Therefore, So turn from your sins and turn back to the Lord. Repent, therefore, and be converted. He says that your sins may be blotted out. And then he says, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And so he says, as you deal with your sin, the sins are going to be blotted out. That's Acts 3.19. But he says, then there are going to be times of refreshing that come from just being in God's presence and being right with him. And so maybe, maybe you're here tonight. And um, if you're here and there's sin in between, um, then the blood of Christ is shed for you. Um, that you can confess it, you can be cleansed, you can be forgiven. and you can get that out of the way so that you can enjoy the sweetness of communion and fellowship with the Lord. Um, that's the goal. that's what God desires with us. Um God wants to sin knocked out so that we can enjoy him and he can enjoy that we can be right. God is holy. We'll see a little later that he can't look upon sin. um he can't he can't fellowship with sin, and so it's got to be dealt with um, so that there's nothing in between. There's nothing blocking, nothing in the way. So there are three types of or three types of peace offerings. there was, in verse 12, you'll see that thank for, and, uh, they, they get offered it just for thanksgiving. I uh, will talk about that in verse 16 and um, we'll see 16 and 17. It could be that a vow was made and it also could be that it just a voluntary or free will offering that, that we're offering up. Just just want to just give God glory, want to give him thanks, want to give him praise. Um, but in each of these ways, it was a time to offer up just a peace offering to the Lord. So I'm going to read verses 12 through 11 through 21. And i um, says in verse 11, this is the law of the sacrifice of the peace offering, which we shall offer to the Lord. Verse 12, it shall, if he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mixed with oil, unleavened wafers anointed with oil, or crackers of blended flour mixed with oil. Beside the cakes as his offering, he shall offer leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offering. And so... If it's for Thanksgiving, if you're just saying, I just want to tell God thanks. I mean, I just made my way down here today and I got this offering together and I'm just coming to say thanks to the Lord. I'm just I'm just in a place where I just want to thank him. He said, well, bring these things. And it was it was it had instructions. Bring the bring the peace offering, bring some cakes with you. And you're going to offer this all up to the Lord in that way. And so I would point that out to us is um, a lot of times people are people come before the Lord with fervency because they're pressed. For for a lot of Christians, the, if they would look at the times of the most fervent seeking of the Lord, it's because they were pressed by some challenge. Sometimes people are pressed by their sin, and they're just their sin drives them to their knees, and it just it breaks them, and it causes them to come before the Lord. Sometimes it's people's great need. I need something so bad that I'm just I'm before God constantly asking Him to do it. And then then you know God could be just blessing. You've been forgiven. You've been washed. You've been filled. You've been ministered to. Your needs are met, and then we just go on and we forget. And so we need to remember that, that these people are just coming to say, man, thanks, Lord. I just came to say thank you. And so consider that in your prayer life. Consider that in your own personal life. What is, what's your praise life like? We could talk about our prayer life. What's that like? But what's your praise life? Do you give thanks? Um, is that a practice of yours? Do you look for, do you just, do you give thanks to the Lord regularly for what he has done? We should. Everybody here should. Sometimes you, get, you, you spend time giving God thanks for what, what he has done you start looking at what hasn't been done yet and there's, there's faith now. That, now look at all that God has done. I think that's the best way to open up in your prayers. Just before you start asking for stuff, before you start bringing all the needs and the pressing issues, just spend some time thanking God. Just, just exhaust your thanks and praise. Because as you exhaust that, you'll be reminded of who you're speaking to, how good he's already been, how faithful he's been, and the little bitty things you're looking at now, you'll, you'll be able to come before him with a lot more faith and a lot more trust with those things. And so... Um, we, we had to all have a pretty consistent praise life. We always have things to be thankful for. Uh, God's always faithful to, to, to move in our life. He's, he just, we should be giving thanks all the time for the things that he, he has. So that was the first one. Uh, just for Thanksgiving he gave instruction on how that was to be brought to the Lord. Um, verse 15 it says, the flesh of the sacrifice of the peace offering for the Thanksgiving shall be eaten. The same day it is offered he shall not leave any of it until morning. And so the Thanksgiving that that peace offering, it had to all be consumed. And so if you guys remember, the peace offerings were you offered up part, but you also ate. It's like communion. We're both, we're partaking together. This part for the Lord, this part I'm going to eat and we're having communion together with the Lord. Um, And so, you know, as you would do it, you had a part, God had a part, but God said here, it can't be any left over to the morning. You couldn't, you couldn't like leave a piece and come back the next day and say, now I'm going to have some more fellowship with the Lord, the same thing. And, just an application for us. Um, some people are living on what God said. I mean, this, their, their whole walk with God is backwards. They have to look way back. Oh, yeah, I'm just living off what God spoke to me yesterday. I, I had a great time in devotions on Monday. It's Thursday. What's your fellowship with the Lord like today? What's, 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 what's there today between you and the Lord? And so um, it's good that Monday was awesome. You had sweet time with Jesus and you prayed and you worshiped and God spoke to you. Then um, what happened Tuesday? How's Wednesday? And how's Thursday? Um, what's he saying today? Anybody here, married? If you live at home with your spouse, and I walked up to you and say, "Hey, what's, what's what, you know, how are things going with you and your?" Oh, we we had a great day Monday. Okay, it's Thursday. How's today? How you guys doing today? We I haven't even talked to him today. You know, we haven't even spoken. Did y'all you been at home together? Yeah, but we haven't just spoken. It would be weird, wouldn't it be weird? I live with Mika. Would it be weird if 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 I if you asked me? What's the last meaningful thing y'all talked about? I, 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 might, I might not tell you, but there, I, there at least would be something. I could say, hey, we spoke, and we spoke about these things, and, and there's things, there's, it's fresh. There are things today. We got up this morning, we talked about things. In the afternoon, we talked about things. We have in conversations today. That's a relationship. Um, that's what we're to have with the Lord. It should be ongoing. And so God said, don't, don't, don't be bringing a stale Thanksgiving offering. We're not going to have stale fellowship. You're not going to have it two days in a row. You eat that that day. And then if you want to do it again tomorrow, you're welcome to come back again tomorrow. It'll be fresh, though. It'll all be brand new. It'll all be fresh. And that should excite you. That should excite me that the word is living. You guys, it's powerful that God could do something so awesome on Monday and then we can go back to the same God Tuesday and he can do it all over again. Um, That it could just be fresh and sweet with the Lord day by day if we are open to it, if we open up our hearts. And so moving on. So that was the the Thanksgiving offering. Then in verse 16, it says, but if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow or a voluntary offering, it shall be eaten the same day that he offers it, his sacrifice. But on the next day, the remainder of it may also be eaten. So the thanksgiving shall all be eaten at once. If it's for the vow or for the voluntary, which is in verse 16. So a vow uh, could be a vow that's been made uh, between you and the Lord and Um, and now there's an offering, a peace offering going up, that one can linger out. Um, If it's just a voluntary, just someone just bringing it down and uh, a spontaneous just praise to the Lord, just giving of thanks, Uh, a spontaneous expression of praise or thanks to God, appreciation for what he's done, what he's revealed or whatever, that can linger, that can be brought out. And um, it, it shall be eaten the same day he offers the sacrifice, but on the next day, the remainder of it may also be eaten. So, the remainder of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day must be burned with fire. So it could go out till three days. And then after that, it's got to be burned up. Anything that's left over. And if any of the flesh of the sacrifice of the peace offering is eaten at all on the third day, it shall not be accepted, nor shall it be imputed to him. It shall be an abomination to him who offers it. And the person who eats of it shall bear guilt. And so guys, if you break, the, I'm giving rules. If you go beyond three days with it, um, guys, now it's an abomination. Um, you've taken something that was intended to be a blessing. And now because you didn't do it my way, it's this thing that could have been a blessing and brought peace. And Quirinion Fellowship is now, uh, uh is now a curse. Now it's an abomination. And so as I looked at that, I thought about, you know, we, we're going through the gifts on Sundays. There are things that God has given to the body to be a blessing. There to be a blessing between us and the Lord, but you can take something God gave to be a blessing and do it in a way that God says now it's not a blessing. Now I'm now I'm not now doesn't glorify me. Now it doesn't please me. Uh, Now I don't like it. I was thinking of the story where uh, David was bringing the ark back and the ark had been captured. The enemies of God had the ark and David was excited and he made a he made a fatal error. God had given very specific instructions about how the ark was to be carried in. It was to be by the, it was be on poles and the guys would carry it and they were to go, they were to bring it in just a certain kind of way. Well, the enemies, the the pagans had the ark and they had put it on a cart, a new cart. And that, that seemed like a good idea. I mean, it rolled nice and smooth. And so uh, David rolled it back into town on a new cart and they were celebrating and just, woo, you know, God bringing back the ark and they're they rolling on the new cart, the, the ark looked like it was going to fall and Uzzah reached up his hand to, to, to hold it in place. And God struck him and he died. And David was bummed out and they left it. They didn't go no further. And David had to go back and, and look back at the law and and realize that, no, we're supposed to carry that a certain kind of way. They eventually went back and got it the way God said. But they were doing a good thing, but they weren't doing it God's way. And it brought devastation. Um, something that, that day that was to be a celebratory, awesome day was turned into... Uh, something really sad, something that was a bummer because they they did a good thing the wrong way. So uh, here God says, hey, I want I want us to have a peace offering. I want to I want to have peace with you. I want us to celebrate things together. Um, But I want you to do it the way I tell you to do it. I prescribed how it's to be done. And so I want you to do it the way I say that it it could be a blessing. And um, when I was uh, younger, my mom would leave a list of chores for. Me and my sister, she would, she would leave on a, for a Saturday. My mom would leave a list of chores, and if we did all of our chores, we'd get whatever the allowance was that she was, you know, offering us. And same thing, there were things that were to be done a certain way. Well, my dad, before he left, had put in this garage door that was, it was some kind of wood that had to be, it had to be, there was this, there was this treatment that had to go on it on a regular basis, so, uh-oh, there was this treatment that had to go on it, and it just took a long time when you're a little kid, you had to run with the grain of the wood and you had to go from the bottom and you would work your way all the way to the top and it just took, it took forever It took all day but I had found that if you took the water holes and sprayed it like really really sprayed it when it was soaking wet with the water it looked like it would look when you had wiped it real good. So it would not look like that for long, but it looked like that. So there was a few times where I didn't want to do the whole thing and so I was timing when my mom was coming back and I just soaked it. I just soaked it and then I had to wash a car too. So they're explaining all the water. I just soaked this thing with water and my mom drove up and it looked fine. But then if she would go out the next day, she would look and, and it's not, nah, it doesn't look good. Uh, once, the, once the sun would get to it, it just take a couple hours. And then you're looking at it and it just doesn't look right. It, uh, it, it, you could tell that it, that it wasn't it wasn't oil on there. And um, in a sense, I, I looked like I had done the right thing, but I hadn't done it the right way. And so I had a few encounters with mom on that. And so there are things that God has said, look, I want you to do it. I want you to do it like this. I want it to be done this way, that I might be glorified, that we might enjoy fellowship. And so um, God tells them, if you guys eat it beyond this day, um, it's going to be an abomination, verse verse 22. It says, and he brought the second ram, the ram of consecration, verse 18 again. And if any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering is eaten on the third day, it shall not be accepted, nor shall it be imputed to him. It shall be an abomination to him, whoever whoever offers it. And the person who eats it should bear the guilt. The flesh that touches... That's verse 19. The flesh that touches any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burned with fire. And as for the clean flesh, all who are clean may eat of it. And so, well, verse 20 and 21 says, but the person who eats the flesh of the sacrifice of the peace offering that belongs to the Lord while he is unclean, that person shall be cut off from his people. Moreover, the person who touches any unclean thing such as human uncleanness, or an unclean animal, or any abominable, abominable, unclean thing, and who eats the flesh of the sacrifice of the peace offering that belongs to the Lord, that person shall be cut off from his people. So we have something kind of serious here because the result is going to be if you if you break this rule, you're going to be cut off. That means um, that you're going to be excommunicated. You're out. You cannot any longer enjoy the the fellowship. You can't do all the things that God has made available to Israel. You're going to be cut out. You're going to be cut off. You're going to be cut out. So. What's the big deal here? And this is what it is. If someone is ceremonially unclean, God says, then you can't participate. You can't offer this offering. You can't bring these things. You're not in condition to do it. You're ceremonially unclean. First get clean, first get right. Then you can come and do this. But if you come anyway, if you come in an unclean way and do it. And we are aware of it. You're going to be cut off, not able to come back in. And this is the thing, because this offering was all about uh, fellowship, it was about the people and their, their intimacy and their fellowship with God. Um, but we remember that God is holy and God can't have fellowship with sin or uncleanness. And so if someone partook. If someone was unclean and they partook anyway. God said that they had to be cut off. They weren't to come and engage or interact like that. They had to be clean first. I was looking at this and just thinking that there there's a few examples, a few things I can see in Scripture. One where God would say, hey, if you, you want to bring your gift to me? You want to worship me? You want to bring a gift to me? That's a good thing. That you want to bring a gift to me but if you got beef if you got aught with somebody with some brother with some sister what does he say he says leave your gift at the altar i don't want it yet go and be reconciled to your brother your sister go do that first and then come back and offer it i mean that's you guys said look what you want to do is a great thing you want to bring an offer you want to bring a gift to me i want that gift that's awesome i want the gift but i don't want to give more than i want your be right with your brother go get right first you're unclean in that sense
0: That's all we have time for today on The Transforming Word, but we're so glad you joined us for today's teaching on Pastor Bill. As we continue learning from the book of Leviticus together, our prayer is that you begin to understand where you come from. Knowing your roots is so important to understanding your faith and the heart of God. You may think all the rules within the Bible are outdated or just plain don't make sense, but they were there for a reason. They weren't there to punish, but rather to guide. And who doesn't need a little guidance from time to time? We hope you continue to learn more from the book of Leviticus and encourage you to read on on your own. If you're interested in hearing additional teachings from Pastor Bill, you'll find them on our website, CalvaryInglewood.org. If you live in or near the Inglewood area, we'd love to meet you and invite you to join us for worship this weekend. You can get service times and location information at CalvaryInglewood.org. You'll even find links to stream our services if you're unable to be with us in person, and you can catch up on previous messages online. That website again is CalvaryEnglewood.org. As we come to the end of our time with you today, we want you to know that we're grateful to have you as part of our listening audience. Would you join us in praying for others who are tuning in and possibly hearing about Jesus for the first time? Please pray that their hearts will be open to the truth that changes lives. Thanks for praying, and thanks for joining us on A Transforming Word.